You started, I... everyone welcome in you're listening to the sports cafe i am your host adam rosen joined alongside the usual cast of characters tonight we have mike weil ian gus and mike mandel how you guys all doing today doing well enjoying this sports equinox so many sports yeah me too pretty great flipping between the three games right now you know it's funny i feel like it was just a few weeks ago where we were basically milking the Michael Jordan documentary as long as we could because there was no live sports to talk about. And now today, I'm reading that today is the first day ever that the NFL, MLB, NBA, WNBA, MLS, NHL, and U.S. Open are all playing on the same day. So a lot to talk about tonight. Um, unfortunately, we won't get to everything, but we're planning to talk a little uh, NFL predictions. Uh, tonight is the opening night of the NFL season. The Chiefs and the Texans are battling right now. We'll do a little bit of NBA talk. Um, we'll do a quick MLB, uh, some of the local teams. We'll talk about our favorite home teams real quick, and then we'll wrap with a little U.S. Open controversy um, at the end of the show. Uh, that introduction song... Uh, is actually not known to you guys, but Josh Bailey's uh, goal song for the Islanders. And as tonight's host of the show, I did want to take a minute to give my New York Islanders some props. Uh, unfortunately, I know they're down 2-0 in the series to Tampa Bay, but uh, last week they defeated the Philadelphia Flyers in a grueling seven-game series to advance to the conference finals for the first time in 27 years, so pretty much my entire life. Uh, so I did want to give them a little bit of love at the start of the show. You're uh, a brave man for coming on after last night. I'm so, I was I felt so bad for you watching yes. the end of the Islanders game. It was a a soul crushing loss, which I will save for my final thought. I'll spare our listeners here, but I did want to vent on that a little bit later in the show. So uh, let's jump right into it. NFL season starts today. I mean, guys, it's it's hard to believe football season is finally here. You know, without any preseason games it's almost like th there was a lot less buzz leading into the season but we're here the games are happening uh i don't want to spend a lot of time talking about covid and bubbles and quarantine i think let's assume the games are happening that the season is going to go on and uh let's talk some actual football and there are so many really exciting storylines going into the season and i think you don't want to lead with andy reed's visor i don't know if you saw that <laughs> i did see it face um, shield. very can, smart we can <laughs> talk about shield. that i like I those things I, I, I don't know if that uh makes them more or less likely to repeat as champions but uh it's a it's a great look for andy for sure bill Coward could have used one of those He's a good role model. He's showing everyone how to be socially distant while still coaching. So I, I'm all for the face shield. It's yeah, fogging yeah, up yeah. though, so he needs he needs like a towel or something to wipe <laughs> it off. 
All right, so so let's jump right into it. I'm thinking we'll do a division by division breakdown. We'll give predictions. We'll talk about some of the interesting storylines, and then we'll wrap it all up at the end with our Super Bowl uh, predictions. So if you want to save those for the end, uh, I want to start with the AFC East, which in any other year, there really wouldn't be much to talk about. It would be the New England Patriots. The question is, how many games did they win the division by? But, of course, Tom Brady has finally uh, left the Patriots. He uh, signed with Tampa Bay during the offseason. Uh, the Patriots, you know, it looked like maybe they were going to consider rebuilding. They had a bunch of guys on the defensive side opt out because of COVID. But then they signed Cam Newton uh, on a really team-friendly deal. Uh, apparently, he's looked great in training camp, although... I think everybody says that about guys who are you know, joining a new team and they're in the best shape of their life. But uh, the question is, with the AFC East, it's probably a two-horse race between the Pats and the Bills. But my question for you guys, is this the year that we finally see a team other than the Patriots win the division? And let's start with, uh, let's start with Ian on that. So I, I obviously don't know which way you guys are going to go, but I am going to stick with the Patriots. Um, I think they they have such a winning culture there. I obviously am far from a Patriots fan. I, I dislike the Patriots, although I do. I am married to a Patriots fan, and uh, she's a big Cam Newton fan now. So, um, you know, I think it's it's. Uh, I understand they've had players opt out. They obviously lost, you know, one of the greatest QBs ever. But they replaced him with a you know average to above average quarterback, and that's that's not often the case when you know a guy who's been with the organization however many years, twenty years, leaves. So I think Belichick, until he gets dethroned, I'm not ready to pick against him, as much as it pains me to say it. And you know I think the Bills are a trendy pick, and often with trendy picks, they don't always work out. So. It, you know, I expect it to be a lot closer than it has been in previous years, but I, I still think the Patriots will be able to edge out the Bills. Well, I, I'm going to go with that trendy pick. I'm going to go with the Bills, not not because I think that the Patriots are going to do poorly. I mean, I think that you know Cam stepping in um, was a solid get for them. I think he's going to do well under Bill, Be- Bill Belichick's culture. Um, the, the, their defense is going to hurt a little bit, but I think with the Bills, you know, we we've just seen them make so many strides with their offense. They've had the defense in place for a couple of years, but it's really their offense that needed work. And, you know, I think adding Stephon Diggs and, you know, Josh Allen, given how much he improved from his rookie year to sophomore season, if he keeps that up, I think they're on a trajectory to take the division this year. Um, You know, I think the Patriots still have a shot at making a wild card spot, but um, even last year, you know, the Bills gave them a run for their money, and I want to say they split the season series. I think this year it's going to go to the Bills. I think it's finally going to be their year to, to win this thing. Yeah, I agree. The Mikes agree with the Buffalo Bills. As Chris Berman says, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. So the Bills will win this division. Patriots might get a wild card. I think their defense is good. But as Mike said, I, I really like Josh Allen. I think that he doesn't get enough credit and if he played in a bigger market more people would talk about him but number one overall pick a couple years ago dual threat quarterback and you have Devin Singletary who's a solid running back and they just drafted um, a guy Zach Moss who's going he's good he's going relatively high in fantasy drafts so he's a nice compliment and as Mike said you added to that receiving core with Stefan Diggs pair it with a good defense and 
you have the recipe, I think, for a division champion. So I like the Bills. The Patriots, it'll be interesting to see how the Cam-Bill Belichick marriage goes throughout the year. Right now, it's going well, but for the last few years, the Patriots haven't had a good supporting cast around Tom Brady, with all due respect to Julian Edelman. So with Cam at quarterback instead of Brady, they're really going to lean more heavily on the defense than ever and the defense looks good so I, I would still pick them possibly for a wild card but agree with Mike and as far as the Dolphins and Jets Adam I'm sorry I don't think the Jets are going anywhere this year and the Dolphins Tua it's interesting but I think they're a couple years away so Bills win the AFC East all right well I, I like where this is headed we've got a little bit of a difference of opinion here uh, for the if for the AFC East I'm gonna go with the Jets guys and here's my reason why no I'm just kidding the Jets are not going <laughs> to. Uh, I didn't want to say uh, anything. <laughs> I was ready to listen. I'm uh, I'm going to go with Ian on this one. I I like the Patriots. I I look. I I can't bet against them until I see them lose. Uh, the thing about a Belichick team, I love a Belichick team where the guys have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, Belichick, he doesn't have anything to prove, but I think. He has something he wants to prove, and that is that he can win without Tom Brady. Uh, I know they've had a lot of guys opt out on the defensive end, but last season they had probably one of the best defenses of all time as far as uh, turnovers and and points scored. I know they helped me win a fantasy championship, so I think a lot of the key pieces are still there. As far as Cam Newton, he's, he's not Tom Brady, but he's a few years removed from an MVP. I think he also has a much different skill set than Belichick has ever had with a guy like Tom Brady, who has pretty much been immobile the back half of his career. So you may see a little bit of a different look for that offense. So I like the Patriots to, to win the division. I think the Bills are going to be very competitive. I'll, I'll save whether or not I, I see them as a wild card team for uh, our, our predictions at the very end. But uh, I like I like uh I like New England to, to win the division. I think it'll be close. I don't see them as a 12-13 win team, but I, I think probably uh, you know 10 to 11 games, probably 10, 10 and 6 we'll, we'll, we'll go with. Uh, so I'm taking the Patriots. Okay, so we're, we're split 2 and 2. Uh, hopefully we'll have a little bit uh, you know more debate as we move on to the other divisions. The AFC North, I, I don't anticipate, is going to be one of them. You had Baltimore <laughs> last year uh, on the back of... Lamar Jackson, who, when he was in the draft, you had some coaches saying that he should have come out as a wide receiver, uh, that some teams didn't want to touch him. He was, I know he was uh, maybe like the fifth quarterback drafted that year. And of course, he led the Ravens to a 14 and 2 season last year. He was the MVP of the NFL. Um, and the Ravens will look to go a little bit further in the playoffs. They did lose their, their first round game. So, uh, as far as this shaking out, let's start with you, uh, Mike Weil. Uh, do you see the Ravens repeating, and maybe which team gives them the best chance uh, at a run for their money? I actually was debating this a little bit, believe it or not. I, I think the Steelers have a really good defense, and Big Ben is healthy, or so they say, again. And when he's been healthy, the Steelers' offense has been good. So I think it, it's going to actually be close. I do like the Ravens to repeat because Lamar Jackson's another year more experienced. I really like their offensive balance. They have some good receivers, Mark Andrews becoming an elite tight end, and the defense is solid as always. So if you were to ask me who would I pick, I would say the Ravens based on their performance last year and Lamar Jackson. It wouldn't surprise me, though, the Steelers 
taking this division. I think with Big Ben healthy, the Steelers had a great defense last year. They're projected to be at the top of the league again. So it's a toss-up. Both of them, in my opinion, are definitely going to be in the playoffs. If I had to rank them, I'd say Ravens and Steelers 1-2, and then probably Browns-Bengals 3-4. Mike Mandel? Yeah, you know, I, I do think that the Steelers are going to be a, a competitive team this season um, because, yeah, as, as Mike said, their defense is still rock solid. It's possibly the best in the league, if, if not certainly one of the, the top three. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, I still have to go with the Ravens because as, you know, as good as Big Ben is, and I know how much he's done for the city. Um, it, it, at the end of the day, he's also, he's 38 years old, um, hasn't played in a while. I I just don't think he's going to be quite as sharp as he's been in the past. Um, I, I think the the Ravens are just too dominant. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson is absolutely incredible. He single-handedly saved my fantasy season last year. Um, Marquise Brown was solid as a rookie. I think he'll be even better as a sophomore. Um, Mike mentioned Mark Andrews is, is a solid tight end. And, you know, their running game is going to be decent as well. So I, I just, you know, Pittsburgh has the defense, but I, I feel like the Ravens' offense is unstoppable. Um, you know, with regard to the other couple of teams, I think the Bengals, they've got a pretty low bar, uh, to be better than they were last season with, uh, with Joe Burrow starting this year. I think he's going to be exciting, but I don't think they're ready to compete quite yet. I think and they only had two wins last year, right? Yep. They did. Yeah. And that's a, say, that's a good recipe for getting the first pick. <laughs> exactly. They should and, be better than last year. That's true. And Ian, the the Browns had really high expectations last year. They were very disappointing they at were six the and ten. Team, right? Yep. Going Your boy Odell Beckham was was not enough of a difference maker last year. But do you see the Browns maybe contending for a wild card spot? It's interesting because no one's picking them this year. Um, it, I mean, they were not uh, going to be my pick to win the division. But I think you know maybe they end up surprising some people this year. Although I know Odell's had uh, other off the field issues over the last week or so. So I, I don't think uh, that'll you know that'll ever calm down. It's a bit of a circus in Cleveland. Uh, but in terms of my division winner, I'm going to agree with everyone and go with the Ravens. I think. The Steelers, yes, they have a great defense. And, yes, their schedule is actually predicted to be one of the easiest of any of the NFL teams. I think they're second in terms of DVOA uh, based on last year's opponent ranking. So it, it should be close. It may come down to the last couple of weeks of the season. We can look when they play each other at the end of the year. But, I mean, Roethlisberger, as, as Mike uh, Mandel said, turning 38, coming off a year he was injured, I have trouble having enough confidence in him. Um, especially compared to, you know, kind of the young offense that the Ravens have. Um, so I, I definitely see the Ravens winning this division. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys as well. I like Baltimore. Um, I, I, I'm interested to see what kind of season Lamar Jackson puts together. It'll be his second full season. I know he played um, his rookie year. He, he took over for Joe Flacco later in the season. So now there's a little bit more of a book on him. I think teams will be more prepared. They'll know what to expect. Um, you saw he, he didn't play too well in their playoff game. So, um, you know, I think he'll take somewhat of a step back, but I think Baltimore should win the division pretty easily. Uh, Pittsburgh, I see them certainly contending for wild card spot. You saw last year just how reliant they are on Big Ben. I mean, without him behind the, behind the um, you know, behind the center, it was, it was a real struggle for them. They had a number of injuries and with James Conner and then you know losing Antonio Brown last year, so um, I see them bouncing back. Tomlin is a is one of the best coaches in football. 
Uh, but I agree with you guys. I'm going with Baltimore to win the division. And it's interesting that they play their last game on Thanksgiving night. So after Thanksgiving, uh, they will not play each other. Um, they play their their first game October 25th. So you'd think the NFL might have waited to you know pit them together last month to see. All right, so let's move on to the AFC South, which pretty mediocre division, I would say. Although they they generally seem to have two playoff teams every year. Um, the Houston Texans won the division last year, ten and six, and it seems like they always find a way to win the division and then uh, put up a stinker in the first round where they score like three points. Um, but should be a competitive division between the Texans. Uh, you know, the Titans are the team that gets credit for taking down the Patriots dynasty. You have the Indianapolis Colts who brought in Philip Rivers to play quarterback for them last year. Um, only three games separated. Uh, first and third place last year. So uh, let's start with you, Mike Mandel. Uh, who do you see coming out of the AFC South? Well, obviously it's going to be the Jags, right? I mean, who could stop Gardner Minshew in, in his <laughs> offense, right? <laughs> uh, in all seriousness, I'm, I'm, I might even go against the grain here. I'm going to go with the Titans. Um, you know, the Titans, of course, were a surprise team last season, even making the playoffs at all, um, let alone dethroning the Patriots. But, you know, I, I love what I'm seeing. You know, the connection between Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown is incredible. And, in fact, in another fantasy league of mine, they basically were responsible for me winning the championship there. Um, Derrick Henry is, you know, incredible. I think he's going to have another you know, amazing season. And, you know, I think the, the defense is pretty solid, too. And, you know, little though I like um, Jade Vian Clowney, given his cheap shot on Carson Wentz, I can't deny that he's a very solid defensive player. I think he's going to bolster their team even more. Um, and... You know, their main competition is probably going to be the Texans, um, given how strong Deshaun Watson is. Uh, they have a great running game this year, at, you know, having added David Johnson. But I think the, the passing is going to suffer without DeAndre Hopkins. Um, you know, Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks are solid, but they're not going to replace DeAndre. And I, I think that's going to prevent them from winning the division this year. Um, the Colts, I feel like this is going to be mainly a rebuilding season. I mean, Phil Rivers at age 39, he, he is clearly tapering off a bit. Um well, you don't. Sorry, Mike. You don't. You don't trade for Philip Rivers if you're rebuilding this season. <laughs> uh, I think you trade for him as a transition quarterback, right? I mean, he's Phil Rivers. He's not Tom Brady. I, I, I think you you trade for him as a transition. They know that Brissett's not going to cut it. Um, I, I, so who are they transitioning to? Uh, probably a future pick would be my a guess. Draft lottery. <laughs> I, I think so. I, I, I just. I, I don't know. I don't see I, it winning for. I, I, I got to disagree with you there. I, I, I think you know. A lot of people thought that the Colts roster last year was was ready to compete for a Super Bowl, and that's why losing Andrew Luck was such a punch to the gut because they felt like that was their best team. So it almost feels like Rivers is kind of a last-ditch effort to get one final squeeze out of him with a team that you know is probably not the best in the AFC, but at least a, a playoff contender. Yeah, Adam, I actually agree with you, Mike. And I disagree strongly here because I actually have the Colts winning the division. I think that I was remembering what the projections were last season going into the year. And I looked at the roster from last year versus this year. A lot of the key guys are back. And you've on the defensive side, Darius Leonard has been a two-time pro bowler. He was an all pro last year. And he was in both of his seasons. He's a third year now. So he's only going to get better. And you add Phillip Rivers to an offense where T.Y. Hilton's healthy again. 
and Jack Doyle, solid at tight end. You have a one-two punch of Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines, who've been productive at running back, and Quentin Nelson's an all-pro on the line. So I think the Colts are winning this division, actually. I just plug in Rivers for luck, and Mike, I could be completely wrong here based on your analysis, but I really like the Colts this year. One of us is going to be eating a lot of crow, that much we know. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> so we've got Titans, well, we've got Colts. Where do you stand, Ian? I was going to go with the Colts as well, but now it sounds like I'm in the, I'm in the major, uh, majority. So um, maybe just to be different, I will go with uh, Houston. Uh, well, hold, hold on, hold on. I think you should stick with your gut here because stick, stick I, I didn't think I was right. picking the Colts. I was just okay. You were just interjecting. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'll stick with the Colts. The Colts, I think, by most accounts, have the easiest schedule in the league before their bye, especially. I mean, it's Jacksonville, Minnesota's decent, the Jets, the Bears, the Browns, the Bengals. It's a very easy schedule. I think I could. I I understand Mike Mendel's point. I feel like this season's either going to go well or they're going to finish it last. It's not really anywhere in between. Um, they have. You know, Rivers is can be solid, but he, you know, at some point he's going to hit a wall. He's going to kind of uh, age will catch up to him. And T.Y. Hilton is a guy who's been consistent so many years. I think he's he's only in his early 30s. I was surprised to see, but he's another guy who, when healthy, he's great. But he can also, you know, get the injury bug. So I think the the Colts are, you know, it should be a very close division for sure. I think there's not a, a standout team. There's probably you can make the case for three separate teams to win the division. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, having that veteran leadership, um, you know, Rivers, while obviously never winning a Super Bowl, he's always been competitive, I'd say, above average. And I think that'll be a big help um, for the Colts this year. For the record, Ian, I'm predicting him to be in third, not last. I, I don't think anybody's going to beat the Jags for that title. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the Jags are are tanking for uh, Trevor in Lawrence a league, in a league of their own. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going with the Texans guys. So we, we've got three different uh, predictions here. I look, I, I, as I said before, the Texans always seem to find a way to win the division at nine or 10 wins. Trading Deandre Hopkins is certainly a blow, but look, I think you have to trust that Bill O'Brien knows what he's doing. I think he knows the kind of player Hopkins is and, I think that he probably had his reasons for trading him. Uh, you saw that the guy they got back, David Johnson, has a rushing touchdown tonight. So maybe they want to switch up the way the offense is run a little bit. Um, they, they haven't really had a, uh, a, a huge rushing threat, a, a, a prominent running back um, in, in quite some time. They had Lamar Miller. He got hurt last year. Uh, so I'm going with the Texans. I think it'll be very competitive division, though. I think those three teams should all finish between seven and ten wins, which is where they all were last year. But, um, yeah, this, this should certainly be uh, one of the more uh, competitive divisions in the AFC. And I do have two teams from the division making the playoffs. I'll reveal my wild card pick uh, a little bit later on the podcast. AFC West, um, I don't know there's much to be said here. The <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, won their first Super Bowl in a very long time, uh, thanks to Patrick Mahomes, who they then proceeded to sign to a $500 million contract uh, over the next 10 years. So they'll be pretty set at the quarterback's position for the next decade. Um, I, I think it's safe to say uh, all of us are, are going to pick the Chiefs here, so I don't know that there's too much to talk about, but you know, there, there are some other compelling teams in the division with Denver, um, although losing Von Miller, who's likely going to have season-ending surgery, is a big blow to them. You've got the Las Vegas Raiders, who are um, it's 
still kind of weird saying that. Um, you know, have moved to Las Vegas. They they are a team on the rise. I think they surprised a lot of people last year, winning seven games. Um, so they'll look to improve on that. And then you have the LA Chargers, who uh, are probably a little bit more of a rebuild mode, uh, losing Philip Rivers. But let's talk maybe a little bit about. Uh, how good we think the Chiefs can be this year, um, and then maybe there's another team in the West that you think could surprise some people. Um, I'll start with you, Ian. Reminds me of the NL West in baseball, or as we thought of it going to the yes. season, the Dodgers. Um, I think this won't be a, it won't be close this year. I think you know the the Chiefs all will pull away early, clinch probably before anyone else uh, in, in the sport. Um, obviously, this is all assuming Mahomes stays healthy, which I know he did get injured, but he came back really strong last year. Um, you know, that big contract, you could say maybe there'll be some additional pressure on him, you know, through one half of uh, the season. I don't think uh, that's been a factor. So, um, no, I mean, I think they're obviously the odds on favor to repeat. I'm sure at least one of us will pick them to win the Super Bowl this year. I think they have, what is it, like a crazy percent of their starters are back. They only lost like one or two guys. They have. Uh, you know the new kind of uh, hot new running back, Edward yep. uh, Solaire, uh, straight out of LSU, and you know that that running attack is is in a sense newer this year for them. So they should really be better than last year. Um, they have fans in the stands. I know we're going to talk hit on that a little bit on home field advantage. So um, there's really nothing to me that that can really slow them down. Ian, I think that was well said. Agree with all your points. The Chiefs, to me are on the verge of building a dynasty. You go from the Patriots now to the Chiefs. I think for the next however many years, Mahomes is going to be there. Well, you got like a 10-year contract. So for the next better part of the next decade at least, I think the Chiefs are going to be at or near the top of the AFC. So nothing to add about that. In terms of a team that could potentially compete, I think it's a toss-up in second between the Broncos and Chargers, actually. The Chargers are the team that's most going to benefit from lack of crowd because they've had lack of crowd since they moved to L.A. Terrible move to leave San Diego. But they have some young guys that are good. I mean, Bosa's a stud on defense. What will hurt them is they just lost Derwin James. I don't remember how long he's out for, but he's a all-pro secondary member for them, and that'll be tough. So I, if I had to pick a team that would finish second, I really like what Drew Locke did last year for the Broncos when he was playing for them. And obviously Von Miller's gone, so that hurt. Had Von Miller been playing, I think with Chubb and the guys they have on defense, they underachieved last year. I was looking for them to make a jump, but now I'm not so sure. So to me, this is actually a one-team playoff entrant. You just are going to have the Chiefs, and then the other three I don't think are going anywhere this year yeah i mean i i I think we're all in alignment here it's not going to be close i think the chiefs are going to finish by first by at least four games probably more they'll they'll clinch by probably week 13 um there's nobody in this division who could even come close to stopping them Um, they'll probably go five and one to six and oh against them you know you look at the other teams the broncos are clearly in a rebuilding mode um drew lock has a lot of room to grow um Bringing Melvin Gordon in for for the run game helps, but you know they're they're, they're not there yet, right? I think they they have a couple of rookie receivers. Um, the defense obviously losing Von Miller is a big hit. Um, you know the Raiders they're they're a pretty average team, right? Uh, I, I don't know that moving to Las Vegas would help so much, even with fans and you know with with minimal fans, it's 
not going to do too much for them. I think they're, you know, pretty middle of the road team. Um, and, and the Chargers, same thing. I think they're, they're in a bit of a transitionary phase right now. I don't think they're going to be bad um, because they still have a lot of the core that they had, that they had from last year, um, you know, minus the quarterback. But um, I, I think the three of them are really going to be all bunched up, um, you know, probably around 6 and 10, 7 and 9. Uh, don't think any of them are going to give the, the, the Chiefs much of a competition. And yep, uh, obviously picking the Chiefs as well. But Mike, while you used the word dynasty, and I think that's very fitting here for for the Chiefs. I think Mahomes has been so impressive these last two years. And you look at the AFC as a as a conference. You know, now you have Brady out there, and you know the uncertainty of New England. And I think it's a very real possibility that we're going to see Kansas City in the Super Bowl for many many years to come. Uh, I think Mahomes is that good, and you know some of his uh, the pieces around him will will eventually price themselves out of Kansas City, but he is just that transcendent of a talent. Where um, I, I think the word dynasty is is a is a very strong possibility when you're talking about the Chiefs. Um, as far as the other teams in the division, I think the Raiders are going to be fun to watch. I, I don't see them as a playoff team, but they they play really hard under John Gruden. Uh, they've got some exciting young wide receivers, so I, I think they're certainly a team I'd be interested in watching play this year. And then real quick, I wanted to give a shout-out on Denver to uh, the rookie wide receiver that they drafted, Jerry Judy from Alabama. I think he's going to have a monster season in that offense. Uh, so I see him as my rookie of the year pick, and I'm, I'm kind of counting on that. I drafted him in fantasy. but um, So Jerry Judy, definitely a, a name to keep tabs on. So that covers the AFC. Um, let's do real quick, I know we, we've established our uh, division winners and We'll make sure we have this on the record. We'll document it. Uh, let's go real quick with our three uh, wildcard teams this year. Of course, the NFL expanded the playoff format, which seems to be the the trend across a lot of the different leagues. With uh, you know Major League Baseball and you know hockey with with the shortened season, so kind of weird that there's going to be an extra team this year. But I'll start with Ian. Uh, who are your three wildcard picks? Two of my three are unsurprising, I guess you could say. I will take the Steelers and the Bills. I, I think they'll finish a close second in each of their divisions, so the Ravens and the Patriots. My third one's actually going to be a team, it's a little bit more out there, one that we were just talking about, and that is the Broncos. Um, I think they have a, a kind of a nice mix of talent. Um, you know, Maybe you know, they found their new quarterback with Drew Locke. I know he went 4-1 and one last year to, in his starts. Um, you know, they have a, a pretty good mix, bringing in Melvin Gordon, obviously Judy, who you just mentioned as a rookie, um, you know, with Sutton and, and Lindsay also on the roster carrying over. Um, you know, I think they're they're in a division where, yes, it is tough at the top, but I think they can can make their way um, to be competitive and maybe sneak in as that that third wild card this year. Mike Weil. Yeah, Ian, I have a similar thought process. Different teams, though. So with the AFC East, I'm going to take the second-place team, the Patriots. AFC North, second-place team, the Steelers. I think those races are going to be close. And then for my third wild card, this team never gets any respect. They surprised last year in the AFC playoffs, the Tennessee Titans. I like Ryan Tannehill. I think that he found a home in Tennessee, and Derrick Henry's a stud. So with the Titans' defense coupled with their running game and the maturation of Derrick Henry and a couple good receivers, I think the Titans are the third wild card. So Steelers, Patriots, Titans. 
So it seems like we're in pretty solid agreement on two of them, which, you know, is the Patriots and the Steelers. I, I know Ian had the Bills because he picked the Patriots to win the division, but, you know, I do think, to, to my earlier points, the uh, the Steelers' defense and, you know, Big Ben coming back is going to at least put him in position to, to get the wild card there. Um, the, the Patriots under Bill Belichick and, you know, keeping a lot of their places, you know, a lot of their position players from last season and, you know, adding Cam to the mix is, is going to put him in that position. Um I think the third wild card is going to end up going to the Houston Texans. Uh, they're not playing so well tonight, but overall, I still think that they are um, the best bet team to make it into the playoffs. I think they're, they're going to give the, the Titans a hell of a run for the, um, the the South title, in my opinion. But um, you know, they're they're a solid team. Deshaun Watson is great and only going to get even better. Um, and you know, their, their defense with uh, you know JJ Watt leading the team is still one of the best in the league and. Uh, I think we're, we're going to see them in the playoff hunt. And my wild card picks, uh, a combination of all the teams you guys have all chosen. I know we had slightly different division winners. I like the Bills. I like the Steelers. I like the Titans. Um, the, the Titans in particular, I think they're going to be really good. They have a, a, a good core that they can build on. I think beating New England uh, last year and advancing to the conference championship uh, gives them a lot of confidence in the year ahead. So I like those three teams. I think the AFC in general is just a very, very weak conference. So I think the NFC is, there should be a lot more competition for, for that wild card spot. But I think you'll see that these teams will, will distance themselves from the bottom of the pack. Your teams like the Jets and the Dolphins, I think <laughs> they'll, they'll drop off pretty quickly. So uh, that's a wrap on the AFC. Uh, very exciting. Uh, looking forward to it. Uh, even as a Jets fan, you know, it's just fun to, you know, watch other teams. And there's just a, so much great offensive talent out there today. And, you know, if you're not scoring 30 points a game right now, you're doing something wrong. So it uh, should be fun to watch it unfold. Um, so let's let's pivot now to the NFC. I know we have two NFC East um we have an NFC East rivalry here on the podcast with with Ian and Mike, and so I think it's only fitting that we start with Mike Mandel, whose uh, Philadelphia Eagles are the incumbent champs. Uh, granted, they they only won nine games last year um, in in a, what was probably the weakest division of football last year, but uh, they'll have Carson Wentz back, uh, who who got hurt again last year in the playoffs. So, Mike, uh, do you see the Eagles repeating and? Who's the biggest threat to the throne? Absolutely, they're going to repeat. Not only are they going to repeat, but they're going to finish with a better record than they did last season. Um, I mean, I think what we, what we saw last season is how deep the team is. You know, we had guys who um, were on the practice squad all the way up until midseason who, who basically powered them into the playoffs. And I'm, I'm looking at Boston Scott, um, who I think, you know, with, with Miles Sanders is going to make an incredible tandem at running back. Uh, Greg Ward was a total nobody. He was their top wide receiver going down the stretch. Um, you know, I think given that Deshaun Jackson is back and, you know, we don't know if he'll play a full season because he hasn't in a while, but he's, he's almost certain to play more of a season than he did last year. Um, and in the little time that we saw him play, he, he had great chemistry with Carson Wentz. Um, so I think that that's going to be a really powerful tandem. I'm excited to see what Jalen Rager could do. Um, he was our first pick in the draft. I, th- I think they should have traded down for him, but I still think he's going to be solid. And, you know, he, even Alshon Jeffrey, I know he's getting up there and he's going to, you know, possibly start injured. But 
they, they, they've got a pretty solid core there. Um, their offensive line is a little shaky. Um, given a couple of key season-ending injuries there, so I think protection is going to be an issue. Um, but they, they also reinforce some of their secondary. So I think they finished at the top of that division. Uh, the one team that's going to threaten us is going to be the Cowboys, uh, the team that you know I think Ian and I both agree that we hate the most. Um, you know they, they still have a a pretty solid offense, especially within their skill positions with uh, you know Dak and Zeke and you know both Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper. I, you know I, I don't think that they're going to beat the Eagles this year. A because their offensive line is crumbling a little bit. It's not what it was when Dak started with the team. So I think the defense will be able to get to Dak a lot more. Um, and Zeke might not find quite as many holes as he used to. And, you know, their defense is also aging, and I, I think I think they're stoppable. Um, as far as Ian's Giants go, I think they're going to continue to improve, but I don't think they're ready for primetime yet. And I think the Washington football team is going to compete with the Jags for the, uh, the first overall pick of the next football draft. Yeah, for the most part, I agree with you. I would flip the top, though. I'm going to go with the Cowboys to win the division. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, not like I like either team, but, you know, they have a new coach. I think Mike McCarthy is a a decent upgrade over Jason Garrett, who is now on the Giants staff, which uh, I am not thrilled about. Um, But even just looking at comparing their schedules, I think the out-of-conference games are a bit easier for the Cowboys. I think they have the Browns and the Bengals. I think the... Eagles have a few tougher matchups against, I think, Seattle and New Orleans. So there's going to be some tougher games. Not saying the Eagles can't win them, but I think just on paper, the Cowboys have a, a pretty good chance. They were, what, only one game behind the Eagles last year. Um, and, you know, I think they're, they're in a sense, due. I know they're going to have fans as well, so maybe that'll help them. Um, but just a word on, on the Giants, my team. I think it's going to be another rebuilding year. My hope is it's not as bad as this year. We have, obviously, Daniel Jones in his second year. I, I know he's been getting a little bit of buzz as someone who, you know, his numbers, if he could figure out his fumble issues, um, you know, he, he has potential. Obviously, with Barkley as, you know, one of the best players in the sport, their offense should be pretty good. Um, Evan Ingram as a tight end, if he's healthy, there's some depth there. I think the biggest issue is the defense. I, I, from what I can tell, they, you know, they may have overpaid for some new players on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, their first-round pick, I think it was last year, they just had to cut him due to off-the-field issues this past week. Um, so I don't see too much improvement from a defensive perspective. But my hope is they'll be more competitive. They'll be, you know, be able to stay in shootouts. But I think it'll definitely be between the Cowboys and Eagles at the end of the year with the Cowboys eking it out um, towards the end of the season. So keep in mind real quickly that the Eagles and Cowboys, they, they have nearly the same schedule. They both play all of the NFC West. They both play the AFC North. So, you know, I, I don't think you're going to see too much of a strength and schedule difference there. The main exception is the Saints. As far as I'm concerned, Mike, you, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, Mike. I'm going with the Cowboys also. I think Mike McCarthy and Mike Nolan, their new defensive coordinator, are going to really help them. As far as the offense goes, everyone knows they have a bunch of studs with Zeke Elliott, Prescott, Cooper, and Gallup. Their, and, and their offensive line has perennially been one of the best in the league. The thing I'm interested to see is how Mike Nolan changes things up with the defense the the Cowboys defense last year really struggled and and was one of the reasons why they didn't win the division 
and they struggle at certain points. They look promising at other points, but they have two of the best linebackers in the league with Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith. And with both of them healthy this year, I'm interested to see how the Cowboys defense rebounds. So I think the Eagles are going to be very formidable. They might win. I think it's a toss up, but I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to the Cowboys. And I have the Eagles in second for all the reasons, Mike, that you said. I think they have a very good team. And part of me is still angry about the playoff loss from two years ago. So because of that, I'm going to go with the Cowboys one, Eagles two, and then I would say Giants three. I like Daniel Jonesy, and I think he's a promising quarterback. Everyone ripped on Gettleman for taking him so early last year, me included. But he's turned out to be probably better than most Giants fans and NFL fans imagined he'd be. So the Giants are up and coming, and the Redskins, I agree with Mike Mandel, they're probably the bottom feeder and and competing for a top pick. And just on Jones, too, it'll be interesting with Eli obviously retiring now. He won't have that, you know, question asked to him every week of the season. This is his team, and and hopefully we see an improvement in sophomore year. I'm picking the Cowboys to win the division. I think they just have way too much talent. It seems like they have grossly underachieved the last few years, and, you know, maybe bringing in Mike McCarthy is the difference maker, but I think... You know, 8-8 eight and eight last year just seemed like such a gross underachievement. So I, I see Dallas winning the division this year. Their offense should be a lot of fun to watch. I mean, they've got a great offensive line. They drafted uh, C.D. Lamb out of LSU, and they already had a great wide receiver corps in Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. But bring in a guy like C.D. Lamb, who I, I wanted the Jets to draft. Um, it, it was pretty much uh, they didn't draft him out of need. I think they, they drafted him just because he was such a – rare talent that that fell to them in the draft that uh, they just had to pounce on him. So um, I'm picking the Cowboys to win. I I, I see the Eagles number two. I actually think the Giants will be a very interesting team to watch this year. They probably won't make the playoffs, but I like what I've seen so far from their new head coach, Joe Judge. Uh, He strikes me as very – he's a tough guy for sure, but he's very authentic, and he's not like one of those fake tough guys like like an Adam Gase who – tries to act like Bill Belichick, but all the players hate him instead of respecting him. <laughs> Joe Judge has been really hard on the team so far. I've, I've been reading these incredible stories how he makes coaches run laps when players make mistakes. Um, I saw a great video of him uh, sliding into the mud after a loose football, You know, kind of showing that he won't ask his players to do anything that he himself wouldn't do. So I think... Joe Judge, at least you know from what I'm seeing so far, um, you know who of course he's a Bill Belichick disciple. Sounds like he's on the right path to building a culture with the Giants, and they they have you know some some great pieces on offense. I know the defense needs a lot of work, but I I think the Giants will be a really interesting team to watch. So it sounds like Joe Judge might be a keeper, though of course uh, if the Giants finish five and eleven this year, um, you know people may think otherwise but right let's not get ahead of ourselves but yeah i agree with you as uh, you know we don't want to turn us into a giants podcast but and just seeing the reaction of players on on that sliding moment they seem to really kind of you know get they were happy they were happy to see him dive in and and they seem to be bought into this new culture so we'll see if it translates on the field philly fans love when people count their teams out that's all i'm gonna say I don't think we, we, we feed off of that. Out. I mean, <laughs> I think yeah. we all think it's going to be the, the, the tough guy act only works if the players respect you. And it sounds like, despite how hard he's been on them in practices, the players 
players respect him, and that's that's saying a lot for a first-time coach who uh, you know has you know is coming in, and uh, you know the the players respect him so far. So I think that's you have to be very excited about that if you're a Giants fan. So let's move on to the NFC North, which is the Mike Wild division. Um, of course, the Bears coming Recently off a tough. Renamed. <laughs> That's very kind of you, Adam. Adam, you can hear me, right? I just want to make I sure. I do I'm not hear you. I, you know, I'm actually I'm I'm hearing uh, some mics cutting in and out from all of you. I don't know if it's my end, but hopefully it's it's sounding okay to you guys. Um, the NFC North, you know, the Bears have been pretty mediocre the last few years. Although, of course, uh, not two years ago they were, um, you know, they they won the division, but last year just eight and eight. Uh, they have a little bit of a quarterback controversy with Trubisky and BDN. Uh, Nick Foles, don't need to explain the acronym. Uh, so, Mike, how do you see things uh, shaking out here? Well, again, thank you for naming the division for me. That's really <laughs> nice of you. And unfortunately, I don't think the Bears are going to win the division this year. And watching the Ryan Pace made a huge mistake bowl on TV right now, reaffirms why they're not going to win the division. They unfortunately don't have a quarterback, but the team I think is going to win, I, I think it's going to be a, a battle between the Vikings and the Packers, and given that I'm a Bears fan and I despise the Packers, I cannot pick them. I also don't like the Vikings, but the Vikings are going to win the NFC North this year because their offense, even though they lost Stephon Diggs, they drafted Justin Jefferson out of LSU, Adam Thielen's still there, Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin Cook, hopefully he's fully healthy for them, and he'll be one of the top running backs in the league. And Kirk Cousins is solid. At times he's bad, at times he's great, but he did lead them to the playoffs uh, a couple years ago, and I look for them to win the division because of their defensive improvements also. They're, they just added Yannick Ngakwe from the Jacksonville Jaguars, who just decimated their defense after being one of the best defenses a couple years ago. And you add him to a defense that has Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris in the secondary with Anthony Barr. And then I, I really like Eric Kendricks at middle linebacker. I think he's pretty solid. So overall, I like the Vikings to win the division. I think the Packers will probably get second just because they're contending basically every year as long as Aaron Rodgers stay healthy. The problem is they don't really have a receiving core. So... It'll be interesting to see what happens, and Rodgers isn't happy given they drafted a quarterback early in the draft this year, so I'm looking to hopefully see the Packers stumble, and in terms of the bottom of the division, I'll talk a little bit about the Bears, I guess. It's just bad for me because I really had high hopes going into last year. A lot of people were picking them even to be one of the favorites for the Super Bowl. And they essentially have their team back. The problem is they lost Akeem Hicks. He opted out. That's a huge loss for the defense. And given that Mitch Trubisky hasn't proven himself to be a reliable starter in the NFL after being the third overall pick in front of Watson and Mahomes, I, I hate saying it, but he was. And it was the wrong pick. And unfortunately, it hasn't worked out. So we'll see what happens. I think if the Bears' defense can be good, they could compete for a wild card spot. I think they still have enough playmakers. Obviously, Khalil Mack's still there, Eddie Jackson, etc. So the Bears, I think, will finish third. I think the Lions will finish fourth, but it could be close. So overall, I think Vikings will win the division. 
probably will be the Packers in second. Hopefully not. The Bears getting third and then the Lions finishing last. So we'll see. Hopefully the Bears can finish second over the Packers. That's what I'm that's what I'm hoping for. Okay. Ian? I agree with you at the top. I like the, the Vikings. I feel like they're the most complete team. Um, so I, I think they'll win somewhat easily um, this season. Green Bay is definitely the, the clear number two. I've seen some some buzz around the Lions, some people, and maybe even on this panel, um, will pick them going to the playoffs, potentially even winning the division. I just, I don't know if I see it. I think Stafford at age 35, I think he's coming off an injury, right? So I, I don't know that the Lions are going to make a leap at this point, but I, I also think they're probably... I hate to say it, but I would say they're probably better than the Bears. <laughs> um, so they so might the be. Bears, they yeah, might be. Yeah, I don't know. The Bears and the Jets this year might might be dueling for for one of the worst records. Uh, but I don't want to get too. You know, the Giants aren't exactly uh, a Super Bowl contender either. It's okay. I can um, handle it. It's fine. <laughs> At least you have the White Sox. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So so I'll go with the Vikings also to win the division. And the Mike's agree yet again. I, I have the same rankings. Um, as Mr. Weil here, I think that the Vikings and Packers are indeed going to compete for the top spot. But I think if you look at the two teams, you know, the Packers, between losing their uh, a lot of their offensive weapons and clearly not being able to stop the run at all, um, it's just not going to be enough to beat the Vikings who, you know, yes, did, did lose some defensive players, but are still very solid on D. Um, you know, and they, and they have a decent offense. Cousins is not incredible, but, he, but he's solid. Um Dalvin Cook, if he plays a full season, they'll really boost their run game. Um, losing Diggs is going to hurt, but they still got Adam Thielen there. Um, and I think it'll be just enough to to beat out the Packers, who I, th- I think are you know, currently on the decline. I mean, Rodgers is still Rodgers, um, but we, we know about the quarterback controversy there. I think he's still going to be good enough to, to put him in second, but he's a little bit on the wane at age 37. Um, you know, the Bears, I, I think just given – their lack of consistently strong quarterback um, probably aren't going to be able to make it above third. Um, that said, if Nick Foles comes in to start, I'll absolutely be rooting for them in every game. Because, um, I mean, any, any Eagles fan's going to love him. Um, but you know, I, I've always respected the, the Bears' working class style. You know, they're all about a tough defense and a good running game. So I like that. Um, I do not see the Lions doing much this year. Um, I don't think that Stafford has enough weapons or protection, and you know Stafford himself is also you know another solid but not incredible quarterback. Um, you know I don't think that their defense is that good, so they'll probably be the bottom of the division, is what I'm thinking. Well, it looks like I'm alone here. Then I'm I'm going to pick the Packers to win the division. They were 13 and three last year. Uh, they won the division by by three games. I don't think that Minnesota has done enough to close the gap there. I think. Green Bay and Minnesota are both very strong teams. I see them both making the playoffs. But as I said before, I'm a big fan of guys with with a chip on their shoulder. Um, you know, a guy like Cam Newton, a guy like Dak Prescott, who's playing on the franchise tender, um, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who uh, his years in Green Bay are dwindling. Uh, I think he's got to be pretty upset that the team used its first-round draft pick on a backup quarterback when the team was very, very close to making the Super Bowl. So I think Rodgers knows that he probably only has a couple years left with the Packers before he probably um, takes his talents elsewhere. So I, I do like Green Bay to win the division with, with the Vikings getting my one of my wild card spots. Uh, whether or not they can change their fortunes in the playoffs is another story, but I'm taking Green Bay to win the division. 
onto the NFC South, which just got a lot more interesting with the arrival of Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and now Leonard Fournette, uh, all, of course, going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who actually have the longest playoff drought, believe it or not, in the NFL at 17 years. It's um, I'm sorry, the, the, the second highest at 12 years. The Browns are first, 17 years. The Bucks are second at 12 years. And the Jets are third and nine years. So um, I guess the question is, you know, Tampa Bay was seven and nine last year, so below 500. But is Tom Brady at age 43, whatever he is, uh, is he enough of a difference maker to put them over the top and perhaps win them the division? Uh, you know, the Saints were 13 and three last year. They, they won the division uh, by six games. So is Tom Brady and uh, a, an older out of retirement, Rob Gronkowski, enough of a difference maker to perhaps put them uh, in contention for the division title. What do you think, Ian? Short answer is no. I'm not going to pick them to win the division. I think they obviously will be better, um, but I don't know. I think their their age and and obviously just the change for Brady is it, it's got to be you know shell shocking in a sense. He's been with the same organization his whole career, same system now going to a team that's you know not known for a winning culture and he's trying to i guess bring it down to florida with him along with gronk who is you know was in retirement he was wrestling in wwe and now he's back so i think uh for me i'm pretty skeptical uh, especially in terms of gronk he, he couldn't stay on the field his last couple seasons his uh production really declined um, I see the Saints, like you said, Adam. They were the clear winners last year, thirteen and three. Maybe they fall off a game or two. Obviously, Breeze is you know no spring chicken either. But I just think they you know have the culture and the organization that they're still going to win the division this year. And I think Brady and the the Bucks, you know, will will make it a fight. But I, I don't think it's going to be you know necessarily a one or two game race at the end. Wild thing. How about you? Yeah. I am debating, I think that this division top to bottom, especially with the top two teams, is the toughest division in football. And I feel bad for the Falcons and Panthers because they're both going to be solid. But with the Saints and Bucks at the top, I think that it's a, obviously a two-team race. I've been going back and forth. It's hard to pick against Tom Brady, but as Ian said, the Saints have been winning for a long time. They went 13-3 and last year. Drew Brees and Sean Payton are a great duo. It's Drew Brees' last year in the league. He announced that he's going to retire after this year. He may change his mind. But I'm going to go with the Saints to win narrowly. I think the Bucks could very well win. If I had to put percentages on it, I would say like 52-48 is my confidence in the Saints to finish in first. But Saints won and Bucks too. I, I love what the Bucks did on, on offense. They had a solid defense last year, and you add... Brady, Gronk, and Fournette to an offense that already had two great receivers and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and solid tight end Cameron Brait. So you basically have a juggernaut with both the Saints and Bucks. And I want to give a shout out to Matt Ryan and the Falcons. I, I think they get overlooked a lot. And I love their receiving core with Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, and they added Todd Gurley. So if they were in any other division, I would like the Falcons a lot to at least be a wild card. But unfortunately, with the Saints and Bucks, it's it's going to be a dogfight in the NFC South. So my order would be Saints, Bucks, Falcons, and then the Panthers, who also are promising but don't have enough to compete with the other teams in that division. 
So uh, I, I, I'm sort of surprised because I expected to be in the minority here. I thought that people were going to jump on the uh, on the Brady and Gronk train, but um, no, I, th- I think that you know, th- th- despite all the new additions to the Buccaneers, I think it's going to be a very exciting season for them and a fun clash between them and the Saints. But I think the Saints have yet one more year on top of the division. I mean, you know, they they, they showed last year what they could do without Drew Brees. You know, I mean, and, and look at what they're going to do. With Breeze still under center and very hungry for more, um, they, they even added Emmanuel Sanders to their receiving core, along with Mike, Michael Thomas, who's considered uncoverable. Um, Alvin Kamara, of course, a you know solid multi-purpose running back, and you know their defense is solid too. They've got a good secondary, um, and then they have enough guys in the front to you know keep the points down. So I, you know, I, I think they top this division. I think the Bucks are going to be a very close second. Um, I think the Brady Gronk reunion is going to be a lot of fun. Um, on top of what you know, Mike had mentioned is already a pretty strong receiving core at that, um, and, and their pass rush is solid too. So, um, I think they're going to be fighting for that crown. Um, but the Saints will ultimately come out ahead. Um, you know, the Falcons. I, I think they've got a lot of promise this year. It, it sort of sucks for them that the Bucks have uh, catapulted towards the top because you know I think with this team last year they would have been a lot better, but. You know, I think they have too tough of a schedule to really um, make too much headway in this division. And, you know, the Panthers, they, they've just lost too many guys to be competitive. I know Christian McCaffrey's arguably the, you know, the best in the league, but um, they're in the rebuilding mode otherwise. Um, they've lost too many defenders. Um, you know, I think Teddy Bridgewater is solid, but there's still going to be some transition there. And then they don't have any standout wideouts either. Um, so I, I think it's going to be Saints, Bucks, Falcons, Panthers. So I was torn here. My my heart was telling me to pick the Bucks and Tom Brady. My head was telling me to pick the Saints. So I'm going to go with my head on this one and, and, and pick the Saints. I think winning the division by six games is is pretty substantial uh, differential. And I don't know that Brady and, and Gronk is enough to put them over the top. That being said, I do think the Bucks are going to have a very strong season. I think... I would not be concerned if they get off to a slow start. You've seen with the Patriots, sometimes they'll get a couple losses out of the way early, and then they go on their late season tear. Uh, I think the Bucks are going to be very good this year. Uh, Tom Brady could have gone to a number of different teams, uh, including staying with the Patriots and, and being competitive. I think he chose Tampa strategically because they've got a lot of talent but haven't really been able to put the pieces together. They are absolutely loaded on the offensive side with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and now Gronk. Um, I think the defense will be improved. So I'm picking the Saints to win the division, but I do like Tampa to as one of my wildcard teams, and I do see the Buccaneers with a deep playoff run. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, but certainly the Bucks will be one of the teams to watch this year. I think I don't think they had any primetime games last year, and they, they I think they have like five or something this year. So we'll be seeing a lot of them on TV and – I mean, I've seen pictures of Tom Brady. He's got this this uh, golden brown tan. I think he's he's loving the Florida lifestyle now. So we'll see what he's like out on the field. But I think, again, I, I talk about guys with a chip on their shoulder. And Brady, you'd think after six Super Bowls that there's nothing left for him to prove. But I think that's one of the things that makes him so great is that he always feels like he has something to prove. And even now at 43 with six Super Bowl rings, uh, he, he wants to prove that he can that he can do it again and do it without Belichick and and do it in the other conference. So it will be fascinating to watch for sure. 
And then lastly, the NFC West, which, Mike, while I know you said you thought the NFC South is the strongest division, but to me, uh, the West is just absolutely loaded. And it's kind of funny to think where this division was a few years ago, where I remember, I think, the, the Seahawks made the playoff. They won the division at like 7-9 and nine or something. And, yes. and now you've got just, in my opinion, four really solid teams with, with the Cardinals. You know, I think they should be a lot better Um they finished last place last year, but I think uh, I think they'll be much improved this year with DeAndre Hopkins. So, last division in the NFC West. Um, let's let's start with you, uh, Mike Mandel. How do you see this shaking out? So I, I agree with you on the strength of that division. I, I think you know maybe the top two teams in the South are the best, but all in all, the, the, this is the strongest division um, with all four teams being strong. And you know I haven't made a really bold prediction yet tonight, so I'm going to make one here. Um, that might get me some mockery, but I'm going to say that the Cardinals are going to surprise the hell out of everybody, and they're going to win the division. Um, and there's some recent history of this in the NFC West, right? I mean, nobody saw San Francisco winning it last year. I don't think anybody would have picked them. People probably picked them as third or fourth, and they surprised everybody. But, you know, I think with Kyler Murray and Christian Kirk both having one year under their belts and adding DeAndre Hopkins to the mix, um, and, and with Larry Fitzgerald even sticking around, um, I think they're going to have an offense that is really hard to stop, um, especially in the passing game. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be very competitive. I don't think it's going to be an easy road for them, but ultimately I think they're going to prevail. Um, I think the 49ers, um, very solid team. They, they, you know, they might have a slight Super Bowl hangover uh, where they're at, and they, they didn't necessarily finish last season the strongest until the playoffs where they turned it up. So I think I think the 49ers are likely to be a very close second there. Um they're certainly going to be a team to watch for a while. Um, their defense is still going to be nearly unstoppable. Um, you know, the, the Seahawks, I honestly, I felt they were overrated last year. They won a lot of close games to get they were, to where they were. Um, they beat an, an injured Eagles in the first round of the playoffs before getting schooled by the Packers. Um, they added some defensive weapons this year. But, um, you know, with, uh, with some of their offense aging a little bit, I just don't think they're going to be quite as good. I think they're still going to be tough, but... You know, I'd probably put them in third. And, you know, the Rams, they they underachieved last year. They uh, they really went for it by trading away a lot of their future for Jalen Ramsey to end up finishing in third and missing the playoffs. Um, you know, I think that combined with the fact that they've unloaded a couple of their offensive guys, um, namely Gurley, who, who clearly underperformed, and, and Brandon Cooks, um, I think they're going to be a solid number four, probably the best number four in the league, but I think they're going to – Ultimately, end up in the uh, the bottom of the division. Um, Jared Goff is, you know, he's okay, but he seems to have leveled off. And um, you know, their defense outside of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey just isn't there. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, I, I doubt anyone will pick this, but I'm thinking Cards, Niners, Seahawks, Rams. Yeah, in the West, to your guys' point about the strongest divisions, I I said the South was strongest. Because I think that the combination of the Saints and the Bucks catapults them into the toughest division because you have the two best teams, in my opinion, and then the Falcons, I think, are solid. But this division, top to bottom, really, I think I would agree that it is the strongest because the Cardinals are going to be vastly improved, as you guys said, with DeAndre Hopkins. The Rams and the Bears are very similar, I think, in that they're very defensive-focused, and unfortunately, the quarterback play has not lived up to expectations. So you have two teams that very much underachieved last year that had high hopes. Well, hold so, on. Mike. Let, let me just cut you off there for a second. Uh, 
to say that the Rams are defensive focused, they they have a really good offense. I mean, they are loaded with weapons. I know they got rid of Gurley, but they've. I mean, the wide receivers on that team. Well, Cup may is be selling really them good. a bit short. Woods, Woods is good. I just don't like Goff, and I think, like Mike said, you lost Gurley and you lost Cooks, so it's they're they're good. I think that they're the best bottom team in the division in the league like mike said i just think the cardinals seahawks and niners are better and if i had to predict the order this year i really like the cardinals because of kyler murray but i don't think they're ready to take the next step i think the team that really is hurt by not having the crowd is seattle because they feed off the 12th man and i love russell wilson i won't usually bet against him but i really think the 49ers are going to take the division partly because there's no crowd noise and the Seahawks have such a good home field advantage that they lose that. And it was such a close race last year between the Seahawks and 49ers that I like the 49ers to win the division this year. And in terms of the second place team, it's going to be interesting to watch if Kyler Murray makes that leap, the Cardinals could be the winners of that division or second. So depending on how Kyler Murray performs, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Cardinals getting second, but in order, I'd probably go with 49ers, Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams. And there would definitely be at least one wild card from that division. Yeah, I agree with a lot of a lot of the points. I'm going to go with the 49ers to win the division. I feel like they you know, have that, that pedigree at this point. I think the Seahawks aren't what they were a few years ago. I know from a Defense, yes, I respect Russell Wilson, but I also think from a defensive perspective, they uh, are not obviously not what they used to be. Um, I think it was only the Dolphins last year had fewer sacks than them um, in, in the entire NFL, which was a surprising stat to see. Um, I think the, the 49ers, just looking at their schedule, there's a couple of interesting quirks. They actually play the Jets and the Giants back-to-back on the road, so I assume they'll be on the East Coast uh, and, and not travel back out West. Um, so that's kind of the, the positive of their schedule. But before their late bye week in week 11, they have maybe the hardest four games you could have. They're at New England, then they got to go back out to play at Seattle, home against Green Bay, and then at New Orleans. So that's that's probably you know a gauntlet. And if they can get through that okay with that late bye, they'll be set up really well. Um, but but definitely I think this is a super competitive division. I think Garoppolo you know, has a lot to prove um, after kind of a poor playoff performance. And I think people overlooking him, this is a great opportunity um, to prove a lot of folks wrong. Like I said before, I think this is the most competitive division from top to bottom. You look at San Francisco and Seattle, I think the division, if I remember correctly, came down to that last game of the season where Seattle ended up on the one, they came like a yard short of scoring a touchdown, which would have given them the division. So the two teams were were pretty much, uh, you know, locked together all of last season. And you look at what Seattle did in uh, trading for Jamal Adams from the Jets, uh, which I can speak to firsthand as as much it as much as I hated the you know the character issues and the complaining. He is an elite talent, and whatever uh, drop-off Seattle may have had on defense previously, I mean, Adams is one of the best defensive players in football. So I think I see him as being the difference maker in getting them to the top spot in the division. So I'm picking the Seahawks to win it. The 49ers, I, I still think, will be very good this year. 
you have to worry a little bit about a Super Bowl hangover. I think we've seen a lot in the last 10 years or so where the team that loses the Super Bowl uh, has a bit of a drop-off the following year and where they often actually miss the playoffs. We saw that with the LA before they missed the playoffs last year. Uh, I think that'll be the case with the Niners. I think there's too much talent there. So I see them coming in second place. Um, and so I see both of them making the playoffs. The Cardinals are a very interesting team to me. Um, I think Kyler Murray is a star in the making. I think if you're looking, if you haven't had your fantasy football draft, I guess I don't know what's what's going, what your league is waiting for. But Kyler Murray I think is going to have a huge year. Um, you know, he can throw, he can run. He's got DeAndre Hopkins now as his number one. So I think the Cardinals, while probably not quite ready for the postseason, I think they too will be a really fun team to watch just unfortunately in a really tough division so that'll be interesting to see how things play out there but i'm going with the seahawks to win the west and i think they'll be very very uh i think they'll go very deep into the playoffs so i know we're we're running over an hour here and unfortunately we won't get to talk nba or mlb we'll we'll save whatever thoughts we have on that for our final thoughts but of course we have to give our super bowl predictions which wait wild card Oh, right. Yes, of course. Wild card. Oh, yeah. NFC wild card. Okay, real quick. Ian. Yes, I will go with the Bucks, the Seahawks, and the Eagles. No surprises. Okay. Mike Mandel. So I'm going to say the, the Bucks, the 49ers, and the Packers. Cowboys ain't going to make it this year. Okay. And I, I cannot pick the Packers, so I will pick the... <laughs> I will pick the Bucks, the Seahawks, and the Eagles. So just like Ian, I have the same wild card teams. And I'm going with the Bucks, the Vikings, and the Niners. So I have the Eagles missing the playoffs. So now let's do the, the Super Bowl predictions, which, of course, we are all going to hold ourselves accountable. It's on the record here on the podcast. Uh, who wants to start? I will because I, I, I think would, okay, Mike, you got it, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. No, you, you go first. All right, so I think people are going to disagree with me, so I figured I'd start it out, but I think that the um, the Ravens and Chiefs are going to have a really hot clash in the AFC Championship, but the Ravens are going to come out on top and ultimately make it to and win the Super Bowl. You know, Lamar Jackson was caught flat-footed in his first-ever playoff game. I don't think it's going to happen again this season. Uh, I think he's going to reign supreme. I think that the Saints, um, you know, with what's potentially Drew Brees' last year, are going to put together a really strong campaign and make it to the Super Bowl. It's going to be an exciting Super Bowl, but I think that the, uh, you know, the Ravens with uh, the Fountain of Youth are going to ultimately make it on top. Why? I literally have the I literally have the same pick. Wow! <laughs> oh wow! I typed it in the document before you said <laughs> it. So to, to Adam's point, I will not change it. I I also have the Ravens over the Saints, and I thought I was being different. Huh? How about that? Interesting. Okay, so I have the Chiefs making it to the Super Bowl and winning it. I think they're going to go back to back. I think they're just too strong. But in the NFC, if it falls out this way, I would love to see if if the Bears obviously don't make it. I would love to see the Saints and the Bucks Brady against, Breeze against Brady for the NFC Championship. And as I said before, it's Breeze last year and Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time. So it's a toss up for me. I, I really was going back and forth, but I think I'm going to take the saints. I, I think that in drew Brees last year, 
He's going to make it to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, he may come up a little short against the Chiefs, but I have the Saints and Chiefs, and I have the Chiefs winning it all again, back-to-back. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the Bucks made it, but going with the Saints. Okay, wow, we've got some nice diversity here in our picks. Out of the AFC, I'm going with the Chiefs. I, I said it before, I think Kansas City has the makings of a dynasty as long as Patrick Mahomes is on the field. So I have the Chiefs coming into the AFC. The NFC, I am very torn between two teams. Uh, those two teams are the Bucks and the Seahawks. Uh, as I said before, I think the Bucks may get off to a little bit of a slow start, but I see them starting to click as the season progresses. I see them as a very, very strong wildcard team. And then, of course, I, I spoke before about um, the the Seahawks and, and Jamal Adams being a, a real difference maker. So I'm picking the Bucks to make the Super Bowl, um, but I do see them falling short to the Chiefs. I think it'll be a changing of the guard. Well, the changing of the guard has technically already happened, but you, you see the, the young versus the old, and I see a Mahomes-Brady Super Bowl with the Chiefs winning their second straight one. So I'm sure we will. Um, I'm sure we'll regret a lot of the picks that were made tonight, but they're all on the record, and we can, uh, you know, we can talk about them further as the season goes along. So uh, I know we went a little bit over time here, but I want to make sure we all get our final thoughts in. It's funny, there's just so much to talk about now with all these different sports going on. I think you, you look at baseball, and all four of our teams have such compelling stories to talk about right now all of them are, are, are trending in such different directions i think um you know with ian and i our teams are trending downward the two mics their teams are going up so uh for final thoughts you may want to talk baseball um i'll start with you ian uh I, i'm assuming you have something yankees related to say <laughs> this is yeah i feel like tonight we could have went for three hours there's so many sports topics to discuss uh, yeah, I'll touch on the Yankees. I know the last few weeks, I think I've, I've made kind of the same comment. It's been downhill each week. I think they, before winning last night, they were in a stretch. The worst they've played in, I believe it's four years, five and 15. I thought it was even more than that. But um, with injuries piling up, the bullpen's been the biggest surprise. They're lead inning receiver, or not receivers, uh, relievers, who, uh, you know, who are, in a sense, they paid a lot of big money, Britton, Chapman, Adovino, the big three, uh, just have coughed up tons of leads. They've they've been winning game after game, and uh, they've they've lost in heartbreaking fashion. Which I think they said they blew more leads this year than last year, given uh, the length of the season. It's pretty crazy late in the game, and and some of their unheralded heroes that we saw last year, uh, you know, the uh, Mike Talkmans and Mike Fords of the world, who were. Uh, picked off the scrap heap and and you know basically all star players last year came back to earth this year and and are uh, you know under two hundred for sure guys like Brett Gardner and Gary Sanchez got benched I mean these guys are all hitting one fifty and lower uh, so it's been a pretty brutal team to watch I have to say with all the other sports going on I haven't even you know been keeping as close an eye on the Yankees um, at least in terms of watching them so. Uh, they are fighting the Orioles and the Tigers for the last playoff spot of the expanded playoffs. How is crazy, crazy is that? And and um, to think that they were ten games over five hundred too. Sixteen and six, right? Was that what they started? Yep. So, um, if they don't make that final spot, I'm very curious to see. Uh, at that point, you, I almost feel like you have to make some changes. I think Boone is in the last year of his deal. 
Um, so we will see. Judge and Stanton are supposed to be back, but I don't think anyone can hold our breath because of uh, their injury history. Uh, but the team's the team's been a mess. They did nothing at the trade deadline to improve, and uh, a lot of the you know a lot of those teams, like even the Blue Jays, are are looking a lot better than the Yankees are. So very surprising to see. Thought they'd have a a pretty easy time with the shortened season and with their schedule being relatively easy, but it's uh, been a huge challenge. And and at this point, not expecting much for them, even if they make the playoffs. Mandel, final thought. So I am not going to talk about the Phillies, and anybody who saw what happened tonight is going to know exactly why. Um, I am going to use my final thought to talk about the Miami Heat, um, because I made a bold prediction a few months ago that uh, you know at least one of our podcasters uh, definitely scoffed that, that they would come in and beat the Bucks. Um, but I'll say, even I did not think that they would do it in five. Um, I think I picked them to do it in seven. Um, they, you know, they, They've just been playing some incredible basketball throughout the playoffs. They've lost all of one game, and in that one game, um, you know, Butler admits that they think they took their foot off the gas once uh, Giannis ended up uh, getting injured and leaving the game. Um, so this is going to cause me to revise some of my predictions. Um, I, I had originally picked the Raptors over the Heat um, for the um, the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I do think the Raptors will end up finishing off the Celtics, but I think that the Heat are going to prevail. And if... Um, you know, if the Lakers don't wake up, they might even win the championship. Not ready to make that call yet, but I'll, uh, I think by next week I'll have that call. And Wild, your final thought? Sure. So, Mike, I'm not sure if I was the person you were referring to that scoffed at you. I hope I wasn't. You were not. But I, I know I picked <laughs> the Bucks to win the championship, but props to you. The Heat look amazing, and as I said last week, I thought the winner of the Heat Bucks matchup would win the East, so I stand by that, and I think the Heat and Lakers are going to be a heck of a finals if that's how it falls out. But for my final thought, I I have two. I guess since we're in the vein of baseball and we didn't talk about it, the Chicago White Sox are officially alone in first place for the first time since we've started this podcast. I think so. You guys in the baseball preview are kind of making fun of me, saying. You're hyping the White Sox. You're on the train. I was waiting for four years during the rebuild, watching all our prospects come through the minor leagues, and I was a little bit surprised we didn't add a bullpen piece, but I am having a great time watching Luis Robert, Eloy Jimenez, Yoan Mancada, and Tim Anderson, and Jose Abreu, who's having an MVP season, uh, run through the American League. And as of now, they're a half game out of the top spot but they have a very tough schedule to end the season. So it'll be interesting to see how they play out. I'm a little worried about the bullpen depth, and Dane Dunning has looked great as a third starter. So that's point one of my final thought. Shout out to the White Sox. Point two is that, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we have a record number of sports in play tonight. And we were debating for months about COVID and are we going to have a single sport back? But... The leagues, especially the NBA and NHL, I think, leading away with the bubble setup, really have done a fantastic job keeping the coronavirus at bay. And I think that if we had leadership that was akin to the commissioners of each sports league doing what they're doing in terms of making sure everyone is social distancing as best as they can and testing and basically taking the virus seriously... It gives me hope personally that 
you know, with with the right approach, we as a society and as a human race basically can defeat this virus. So the fact that we have all the sports in action, it gives me a lot of hope for the future. And it's just great to see everything on at one time. And God willing, hopefully everyone stays healthy and there's not outbreaks. I worry a little with the NFL, but so far so good. So great to see all the sports back on. All right, and uh, I'm going to give two quick final thoughts since we didn't get to cover one of the topics, and I'm hosting tonight, so I feel like I I can do two topics. Uh, The first one, which we were going to talk about a little bit, was the U.S. Open, which I know has been completely overshadowed, A, because there's a million other sports going on right now, and B, because a lot of the star players have opted out. So really, the men's draw is a lot of completely unrecognizable names, although it looks like on the women's side, we may get Naomi Osaka, uh, Serena Williams final, if Serena Williams can win her match tonight. Uh, I did want to talk real quickly about Novak Djokovic, who shockingly received a disqualification uh, after he lost the first set, um, or he, he went down, he, he, was, he had his serve broken in the first set. He, out of frustration hit a ball towards one of the line judge that hit the judge in the throat, um, which, of course, you are not allowed to hit a ball in frustration, no matter how hard or soft, at anyone. If it makes contact, the rule is you're automatically um, kicked out, basically. And that's what happened. Um, you know, I think the the line judge probably deserves an Academy Award, because uh, I don't think the <laughs> the contact that it made with her really warranted the, the reaction that we saw, which was that she completely crumpled to the ground. But at the same time, there's been some discussion about there about whether um, you know it was really worthy of Djokovic, Djokovic getting the boot. And my answer would be it is. I think in tennis, it's it's kind of the golden rule that everybody knows. You you have to uh, keep your emotions in control, and Djokovic. Unfortunately, as great of a player as he is, he has had issues with, with, with his temper. And hopefully for him, this is a teachable moment. But in a year where this seemed like it was going to be a cakewalk for him to win his 18th Grand Slam, uh, the only person who could defeat him was himself. And uh, so as a result, we'll get a, a first-time Grand Slam winner in tennis. Um, my second final thought, I, I touched on it briefly earlier, the Islanders advancing to their first conference final in 27 years uh i was super pumped about it last week uh, i was terrified that they were going to blow the 3-1 lead um but they hung on versus the flyers and in a dominant game seven performance they're down 2-0 to the lightning right now it's going to be very tough for them to come back uh last night's game was just absolutely gut-wrenching i mean they had so many opportunities they had a um a five-minute major penalty in the first period. They had a five-on-three in the third period. They couldn't get a shot on goal. Uh, Tampa Bay was down to nine forwards for, for the whole second half of the game. Uh, the Islanders really couldn't score a goal um, outside of the first two minutes of the game. So incredibly frustrating, but I'm kind of used to it by now. Uh, you know, It's just one of those things where your teams get so close. And for me, I think I'm the only one in this group who has never seen a championship. So I'm just hoping that... One of these years when I'm still young enough to appreciate it, one of my teams will finally come through. Not not have a good season, not surpass expectations, not, you know, the future is bright, but actually 
win the whole thing. So I'm down pulling 2-0. for you. I'm pl- I was heartbroken. Legitimately <laughs> last night, it hurt to watch the Isles lose. I'm I'm rooting for you. Crazier things have happened. Um, I, I'm very proud of the way they played in Game Two, but uh, obviously Game Three is going to be a must-win for them. But on the plus side, the Clippers are about to break the longest. Uh, conference finals drought of any of the four professional uh, the, the four major sports. They've gone. You sure 49- you want to say it? You sure you want to say it? <laughs> They've it gone happens? 49 years um, since their last conference finals. So uh, I feel pretty confident that they will get the job done tomorrow night. So uh, that's going to do it for another edition of the Sports Cafe. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, we'll have lots more to talk about next week. And uh, again, from from the two mics, Ian. My name is Adam Rosen, and we'll talk to you next week. Peace, I'm out of here.